Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. And guess what? Welcome to the show. Appreciate you listening, but today is my birthday. And I'm very, very excited. I'm always excited about my birthday, especially uh, (laughs) the last few ones. (laughs) Because, you know, I've chronicled fairly um, well my health challenges um, between 41 and 42. Um, They were in jeopardy. (laughs) They were in jeopardy. It was it was uh, it could have gone either way, but I made it. I recovered. I'm healthy. I'm happy. I'm here. And I have to be honest with you. I think uh, something that uh, traumatic like that happening, you know, where your health really is, you realize that's the show. And without your health, nothing really works. And it's, um, you know, putting that kind of uh, finite, uh, final question mark type situation over your life, it it changes you. At least it should. It changed me. I mean, I've probably done more in the last eight years, nine years than I've done in in the first 40, you know, and I'm an accomplished person. (laughs) But uh, that 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 sense of urgency comes when your life is threatened. And you start to realize, wow, this is a gift. And any time that I'm not using fully, I'm wasting, you know, whether it's and I'm not saying you have to work 24 seven. Listen, I'm not Gary Vaynerchuk. I believe in working hard. Truth, truthfully, he he called me out on some bullshit. And and I realized, you know, I'm I was a part time entrepreneur. And I really had to, uh, I could fit more work into my day, basically. And so I, I followed a lot of his advice. And part of his advice has me on anchor doing a podcast every morning. So, you know, I appreciate that. But I don't believe you could, you should grind yourself down to a nub and an and energetic blob where you just don't have anything for anyone. Um, you have to find some balance. And what I mean by don't don't waste your time or not wasting energy, you know, that could be loving on your kids. That could be loving on your significant other. That could mean spending more time with your older parents. Um, It could mean, you know, just going to sit in the park and eating some ice cream if that's what you want to do. But be present. Enjoy each moment. Each moment is a present. It's a gift. And, you know, when you look back on your life. You don't want to look back being like, man, I was just so pissed off and angry. I really missed a big chunk of my life. And some of you aren't self-aware enough to see that. That still doesn't make it any better. You still will have wasted a ton of time kicking rocks. And life is too short for that. It's a beautiful, beautiful world out here. And turn your TV off. Get get unplugged from your phone. Go for a fucking walk, dude. Like be in the real world. I'm tired of of feeling like, you know, when I talk to somebody, well, I posted it on my Facebook page. Did you see my post? No, I didn't see your post. You know what? I've been logged out for the better part of two weeks out of Facebook. I mean, I've been on it maybe, gosh, a collective, you know, maybe 15 minutes. (laughs) You know, I just I just don't want to be online like that. And if my business and my job wasn't attached to it, I wouldn't be on it at all. I would delete all those apps. 
but I can't grow a business without social media. Social media has been good to me and it's been an area of expertise for me and I've helped a lot of organizations and business owners with their social media. So I'm not disparaging it, but it's just not how I want to live my life. Um, and I, I want to know how you are. I don't want to read your posts. You know what I mean? Because that's all phony. People are just so phony on social media. You know, live your best life. Get out here. Be engaged. Be present. Again, I want to reiterate my message from yesterday. I'm tired of getting all these emails about how these companies and organizations are love black people, are committed to social justice. And, you know, um, the fact that we still have to have these conversations are a big problem. You know what the issues are. Yeah, any major city, you drive by a school, the shit looks condemned and closed, and you see kids going in there, uh, that's a problem. You know, when, when people aren't being taught and they don't have a progressive curriculum, that's a problem. You know, when you can drive out to a, a, a nice neighborhood, especially here in St. Louis, you drive out to certain neighborhoods, the schools look like fucking college campuses. You know, people are spending money hand over fist. St. Louis is one of the most privately schooled um, groups of kids in America. And I was one of them. You know, uh, I my, my family did not believe that the public school system was going to give me the best education. My mom firmly believed that education was the cornerstone. So she spent money on my education. And my dad didn't complain. They put money, they put their money where their mouth was. And I went to private school from... I don't think I've ever been in a public institution, really. Uh, I even got my master's degree from a private university. Listen, education is important. And I'm not saying everybody has to do what I did. But until we get our public schools up to par, you know, it's there's, it, it, as long as we're not all learning the same material at the same pace, at the same rate, at the same level. I mean, come on. We all know what the problems are. And these these companies that don't pay taxes at the same rate as everybody else and they should i mean i believe i believe each company could in in the world yes in the united states not the world but each company could pay uh some percentage of for schools in their in their zone you know and i know their taxes are supposed to go to that and that's great but i mean additional money and really like be a part of your community did you know during Ferguson, everybody talked about the riots that were happening. Well, it wasn't citywide. And I can tell you that because I lived here. I was I live here now and I was there here then. And I would drive over there to see I'm not far from Ferguson. And I would drive over there to look and see like what's going on. It was literally two blocks, two blocks of mayhem and chaos on on. Uh, I think it was West Florissant and then North Florissant where the police department for Ferguson was that was one block and then the other was like two blocks of West Florissant and I drive by there the next day and it was you know hey it's the farmer's market and people are out Ferguson is a is a lovely neighborhood it really is but like most uh communities there's a low income portion and they're struggling and they have a different value system they have a different way of living than the people who have the big, expensive old houses in Ferguson. And a lot of them don't go to the farmer's market. Um, And so then you have this kind of clash of cultures, and it looks racial, but I know some wealthier 
middle-class families that lived in Ferguson that were black. So it's still a culture clash. And we spend so much time talking about race that we tend to uh, overlook the significant difference in people when it comes to class, you know, uh, and money and what it's like when you have enough food and what it's like when you don't have enough food, what it's like when your mom can pay your bills easily and when your mom is struggle nation. And I've been both and it's hard and I haven't, and I was just looking out for myself. I wasn't a single mom, you know? And so you have all of these different cultural clashes based off of, of class but we like to pigeonhole it and put it into race. So my original point was, do you know, you don't know, probably if you don't live here, there was a major corporation called Emerson Electric uh, on the corner of West Florissant. So if you were coming from my neighborhood, chances are you would have to go past Emerson Electric to get to the riots. And it's like, they didn't even, they their campus wasn't touched. They, they seemed to be able to keep, you know, it was always gated. So they were able to keep their employee. And there's a major golf uh, course and country club right next to Emerson. And this whole corner was able to completely not be uh, bothered or harmed during all the riots because the riots were down the street in what has now become a low income area, but wasn't when I was growing up. And um, it's incredible. And I said, then what if what if Emerson just decided, you know what, we're going to invest a million dollars in this neighborhood that we're in and we're going to try to shore up schools. We're going to send people and and support curriculum and we're going to go to Ferguson Florissant School and, and just be a part of the community that our business is thriving in. You know, and I'm not saying I know that all that they do because I don't. But I'm fairly certain, based off of the way that area is, they have not invested in the area around it. Even just buy up rundown properties, put real stores in there. I'm great. These mom and pops are great. Yeah. But, you know, some of them aren't great. Some of them are places where people just hang out to rob or buy drugs or sell drugs or talk to somebody who can show them where to go find the drugs. Um you can tell there hasn't been investment in that neighborhood in years. And I used to go down there. So I know, I know how it's declined in the last 25 years. And we all know these things. We all drive around our major metropolitan areas in, in, in the United States, and we can see what's happened to them. We know the problems. So I'm just tired of people with this rhetoric. Just quit talking and do shit and do shit that makes sense. You know, and be generous and be kind. I Don't send me any more emails about how your company is really going to invest and do this and that. I don't want to hear about your programs. Fucking just go do it and stop making announcements. Just do it. We know about the school to prison pipeline. We know it exists. Why aren't we doing anything about it? Here's something else that's interesting. Happy birthday. Here's something else that's interesting. I had to do jury duty a couple of years ago. And I sat next to a really interesting guy, uh, kind of cute, kind of middle-aged. His name was Chris. And uh, he got out of it. Uh, we both got out of actually having to serve on the jury because I think his wife's a judge. And I had been in a car accident. So uh, I was completely biased. This guy ran into somebody without any car insurance. And I was like, that has happened to me. Must this fucker burn? 
<laughs> Go to jail, bitch. <laughs> so they were like, you're excused. <laughs> But anyway, before we got excused, we were talking and we talked uh, quite a bit. And he's he works in data. I don't know where he is now, but at the time he was working for his own company. And, yeah, it was cool. And so we were chatting and he goes, you know, data is the future. That's where all, you know, the money is. You need to start adding data to your resume if you, you know, really want to want to expand your career. You need to understand analytics and metrics and blah, blah, blah. It was, it was an interesting conversation. And I was like, yeah, I get that. He goes, you know, I've done a, we started talking about St. Louis and I live in the County. And what's weird about St. Louis is we're a major metropolitan area that's completely split into you're either in the city or you're in the County. And the city has some like 300,000 people and the County has a million, close to a million. Um, and it used to be the reverse, but now it's not. And so people have left the city and he was explaining that uh, at some point he had done a crime study for St. Louis Metropolitan Police that's in the city. So I was like, wait, what? He goes, yeah, I I have the kind of data. I work in the kind of data that allowed me to um, show based off of uh, the crime stats where the crimes were likely to happen and who was likely to commit them except for the stray, you know, crazy domestic or a mental person who just, you know, went ham on somebody. Um, but for the most part, he could predict where crime was going to be. And I was like, oh, my God, what, you know, you gave it to the police? He was like, yeah, I gave it to him. I said, well, what happened? You know, what, you know, I'm expecting to hear some great crime plan. And he basically said, well, they took it and they said, great. Um, but we don't prevent crime. So we'll just sit on this data. And so that really made me think. And then one of my friend was, friends was like, well, it's not minority report. They're right. You know, you can't go and just storm neighborhoods before crimes happen. I said, but they know where it's going to happen. How, let that sink in. They know the hot spots. And nobody's doing anything. In fact, the city police department is something like 150 officers short. And with the riots and the and the crime escalating the way it is, I'm I'd be curious to see how many people they're actually gonna get to be police officers now. I mean, we have some major issues, not just in St. Louis, but I live here, so especially in St. Louis. <laughs> and I mean. These are the things that, you know, when you think about it, it's like, so you want justice reform. Well, you need to consider this part of it, too. You know, let's just expand the conversation. And I've always said part of the problem in America when we start talking about race is all the wrong people are talking about it. You know, all these people who want to be famous and need followers and clicks and likes and they start spouting off their theories and stuff. Hey, don't listen to them. Get the facts. The facts are out here. Go to your library, do some good searches, figure out what's going on and figure out how you can help. You know what I mean? And that's why I do the work that I do, because I wanted to serve my community. I am a a civil servant and it means something to me. I wanted to be part of the solution and not part of the problem. Um and like I said, we know what's going on and like nobody wants to fix anything for real because everybody's out here trying to get a come up. So I I want a news organization. I had this conversation right after my podcast. It was weird. I had a conversation with one of my favorite coworkers 
can we just have a non-biased news organization that's independently funded, they don't have to worry about clicks and likes, and people just get to get the news unfiltered, and then you get to draw your own conclusions. We've been infantilized. People tell us what to think all the time. And watch that social media uh, doc- documentary on Netflix. It's designed that way. It's designed to funnel you to think a certain way. And Facebook thinks that if you decide what you like, that there's your free will, there's your choice. But they put you in a bubble and they just funnel all the same information to you repeatedly over and over and over and over again. And so they infantilize you because they just inflame you all day and you never get to hear another side. So you don't have free will. And so the price of Facebook is not free. You're paying for it with your brain and your time and your consciousness. And, you know, you're paying for it with your soul, really. So to me, Facebook is what the Catholic Church was in the Roman Empire days. Yeah, it looks like it's religion and it's going to free you and it's going to we're we're you know, but we really are using this to control you. And that should scare the shit out of everybody. And it doesn't. One person in the documentary was like, "Well, you don't want to free yourself from the matrix when you don't know you're in the matrix." <laughs> mind blown so yeah happy birthday to me (laughs) and happy birthday to you that is my gift be present in your life unplug from this nonsense and bullshit get out and talk to people learn your craft whatever it is get great at it make more money if you're at that point in your career where you know you're probably in your 20s or 30 focus on making more money Get your retirement together. Pay attention to your spouses. Listen to your kids when they talk. Hug the people you love. Be present in your life and stop focusing on this nonsense. If you run a big corporation, which would be great if I have some of those listeners. I'm a capitalist. I'm into making money. But use it. Use it to fix what's wrong. And don't send me any more emails about how you care about black people. I get it. That's great. Do something. And if you're out in the world and you you want to be kind, don't don't take pictures of yourself being kind so people look at me doing something kind. You know, I hate those videos. Great. I'm glad you bought somebody a pair of shoes that needed shoes, but you didn't have to put it on social media. Just do it. You know what I'm saying? That's my gift to you on my birthday. <laughs> have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. I know I will. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing, liking, forwarding this. The podcast is growing. I cannot express to you how exciting that is for me. Uh, I just really, really appreciate you. Also, a side note I meant to talk about. I just get passionate and get distracted. Um, I'm using an app called Constant. I'm going to put up the uh, link. That's my link on on the podcast. uh, Mad Love Podcast uh, Twitter account. It's called at mad love. I think at mad love podcast. I'm not sure I need to look it up, but look for us. We're there mad love. We're trying to grow. Uh, 
I have way more listeners than I do uh, followers for the podcast on Twitter, but I just put it up. But go check out Constant, man. They're paying 4% interest on your money. There is no bank out here right now paying you 4%. You can just park your cash in, in, in an account there. You don't have to invest. When you invest, they pay you something like 6%. And it was 7% or before the uh, COVID when I first started, I was getting 7.25% interest. Dude, there's no bank out here rivaling it. They do crypto back loans. Uh, you can park your cash. And you don't have to invest in anything. It's pretty dope. So you should check it out. I'll put the link on the podcast. Be well, be safe. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you and I love you. I more than love you. I got mad love for you. All right, be good.